From the over-the-top studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to Snowbound, the podcast of PSIA Northwest, and our guest this evening, Tyler Barnes. Tyler, it's like I can't believe we have never crossed paths before. I've heard your name so many times. It's really nice to finally get to talk with you. Yeah, George, for sure. I, you know, we probably skied the same runs, uh, maybe even just minutes apart, and we didn't even know it. So, so Tyler, with Meadows being your home base now, um, you've got a new position there. Yes, I do. Um, uh, Ski and Snowboard School created a new position: the Ski and Snowboard School Training Manager. So. Seems like a job description was written for a person, um, yeah, a lot like me. And so uh, I applied for the job, and um, having been there 20-plus years already, it was kind of a no-brainer for them to, you know, take to trust that I could be here for another 20 years, possibly, and they knew me. So it was a pretty easy choice, I think, for Chris and Jeremy to, uh, to make. Now, how did skiing Although, become such a big part of your life? Well, you know, when I was 10, my parents bought me a pair of skis for Christmas. And I got this picture of me with all my ski stuff on in front of the Christmas tree, like many of us have. Uh, my folks didn't, uh, they didn't ski. So I went up with the neighbors up to Stevens Pass. And I learned to ski there. Um with the ski law for ski school and did that for uh, one or two seasons and then jumped on the bus, did the bus thing with the local uh, school and took the bus up, you know, the typical ski bus thing. So, uh, but I, I just, man, just being out in the snow and, you know, that was, that was it for me. Now, at what point did you feel you wanted to get into teaching? Well, so when I uh, moved over to taking the ski bus, we ended up going to Snoqualmie Pass, and I was taking lessons at um, Ski Acres, which is now called Summit Central, and uh, with the John Mohan and Ski Acres Ski School. And I remember my instructor, Mark Schupisser, and I remember that because his ski boots were yellow, yellow langs, and uh, he was cool. He's a cool guy, and I love just trying to keep up with him. And I'm like, someday I'm going to be ski instructor like, like Mark. And maybe he's going to hear this. I think he may even still be a member. So, yeah, Mark Schupitzer kind of got me excited about it. And then, you know, they do an instructor uh, tryout at the end of the year, end of the season. So I'm like, I'm going to try out for this. Um, I think even Kim mentioned it in her podcast that, you know, they do this tryout thing. And I was a ninth grader at the time. So, yeah, I tried out. And um, John Mohan announced the names in reverse alphabetical order by last name. And, of course, with my name being Barnes, I was just, like, on edge because he was getting really close <laughs> to my name. And... You know, usually on the first call, you know, because it's B-A-R, you know. Uh, but so being last, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I heard my name and got the job, and that's where it just really started, you know, avalanching from there, really. 
Now, we got to talk about names a little bit here because you remember Mark. I remember so well at 13 at Crested Butte, the name of my first instructor, who also wore yellow boots, yellow langs, uh, Bobby Gale. How is it we remember those first instructors years ago? Yeah, it's one of those things. You don't really realize what kind of an impression you could be making on someone um, when they're in a class with you or in an exam or taking a clinic. And, you know, it's just one of those things. And, I mean, I experience, I experience that often during the season where people come up to me and say, oh, man, you're my, you're my examiner, you know, back at Stevens Pass in, you know, 2007. And I'm like, awesome. How did it go? How were the results? Because I don't remember them, but, you know, they remembered me and hopefully I made it a, a good experience for them, you know? So I think that just kind of having that mentality, knowing like that experience I had with Mark Schupitzer and that um, people who are, are going to be in a class or clinic or exam with me are potentially going to have a similar uh, experience. I try to really do a good job. And I think it's just, I think it's just, uh, I guess it's just what we do. You know, and John Mohan, I mean, think of the people he has influenced in the Northwest. Uh, he was running my first exam out at Mission Ridge. Kim Petram mentioned him. Uh, he definitely had a big effect on you. It's just incredible what we can do as ski instructors. Yes, I I agree, and and I think it's um, Stan Onan who was on the technical team with me. He mentioned this thing which he called a crystallizing moment when you have an experience that is going to stick with you forever, and it's something that's special and memorable and not in a negative way. You know, the crystallizing moments. I guess they could be negative at times, but usually I see those as you know, something I'm just never, ever going to forget in a positive way. So as many crystallizing moments as I can create for people, you know, the, the more, I don't know, the more happy or gratifying um, what I do is. So you started when you were in ninth grade. So I'm thinking 14, 15 years old. At what point did you feel like this is a job I really want to stay with? And then you really started to, to grow in it. Well, I, I didn't really think of it as a job so much as an opportunity to go skiing a lot. Um, you know, I, I taught part-time all through high school and all through college. I went to school at the University of Washington. So I was able to drive up to the mountain on the weekends and teach skiing um, with with Earl Celine and a few other folks like that. We carpooled together, Earl and I, all through uh, my college years up there. And it just, you know, seemed like just something that I do. You know, when people ask me, oh, are you going to be at the mountain again this winter? It's kind of a strange question to me. Like, why are you even asking me that? Don't you know that I'm going to be at the mountain? That's just what I do. So it's just kind of part of who I am and what I do. And, you know, luckily I've been able to, um, you know, work 
uh, work for myself, which allowed me time to devote to being at the mountain uh, more. And so I you know, was able to kind of balance work life and, and ski mountain life and, and make it happen. Now let's get into what you do because you provide a really cool, for lack of a better word, service for us as instructors with the snow pros. Can you tell us about your business? Well, so I do lots of different things and wear lots of different hats, but uh, I spend quite a bit of time in technology and I actually consult with many of the divisions, uh, Eastern Division, Intermountain Division, Central Division, Rocky Mountain Division, and of course the Northwest West Division on a lot of their web technologies. And the other thing that um, has come about is about four or five years ago, I created a tool for our ski and snowboard school to be able to communicate with our staff. So we have about 350 instructors and we kind of needed a central location for everything. And so I built this thing as a one-off and realized after using it for three or four years that this is something that every ski school across the country could really benefit from. And it turns out I was right. And, uh, you know, the same problems and issues and struggles that we have as ski and snowboard school managers and, and instructors, you know, they're the same across the whole country. And so, you know, this, this tool I've created for the schools has been great. I mean, I was, just on the phone today with Chris Saylor from Okemo and uh, uh, Chris from Afton Alps. And I was on the phone with um, Lexi Waters from Jackson Hole. So, I mean, everybody, whether it's a small resort or a big resort, you know, we kind of have a lot of the similar, similar issues. So it's been great to be able to offer a, a cool product for, for them to be able to, you know, do their jobs better and, have the instructors feel like they're connected, you know, the family of instructors, they feel like they're more connected with each other. So it's been great. Well, and as an instructor here in Colorado at Eldora, uh, I could actually build a website with your program. Someone could go to your program and look up Eldora and find me. Yeah, actually that's, that's been a new uh, feature that we've added, which is a public searchable directory because a lot of the schools are already using our service and uh, Mount Hood Meadows and Squaw Valley are using our tool so that guests can actually look up an instructor um, and, you know, basically book a lesson with them by looking them up on, uh, on their own uh, resort website with our tool. It's not a, not a unique offering. There's several other companies out there that offer something similar, but uh, the simplicity and um, ease of use, I think, and we're not trying to do too much, you know, we're just really trying to provide a directory so that guests can connect with clients or sorry, guests can connect with instructors um, to, to book a lesson basically. And also that instructors can connect with guests beyond the slopes. So that's kind of the, the goal here. Now, let's get back to the, the job you have at Meadows with training. 
How do you encourage your employees to come up and, and do some, quote, voluntary training with you when they're tired at the end of the day? Or, you know, I'm up there, I, I drive a long way, I commute, um, and I'm not getting paid to do this. How do you show the value in what you provide? That's a great question. And actually, you know, with the leadership team at Mountain Meadows, with Chris Kastner and Jeremy Riss and uh, even Michael Birch-Jones, who's a ski instructor, he's in charge of the rental shop. We come from a, a ski school background and understand the value of, of clinicking. And so I've actually been able to persuade um, Chris to allow us to do six hours of paid training during the season. And so what we're going to do is typically at the beginning of the season, we do like a four or five hour clinic. It's kind of your welcome back clinic. And what happens is we try to cram so much information in five hours that spans, you know, kids and freestyle and best practices. And what do you do when a child is lost? You know, all these things crammed into five hours is not a very good experience for the clinic participants. So what we're doing is we're splitting them up into two-hour chunks and allowing our staff to do the six hours of training, but instead of it being in one session where everything's crammed at them, thrown at them, they get to choose at their own schedule the two-hour clinic for like an advanced children's um, clinic and a two-hour clinic on best practices in the parking pipe and a two-hour clinic on like a beyond beginner lesson because we do hire a lot of new instructors and they don't really know what to do after the beginning of the lesson. Like, what do I do next? So we're going to put together uh, basically like a curriculum of, you know, six to 10 different uh, two hour clinics that they can come to any time during the season and they get paid for it. And it just allows them to take on some training when it's uh, best suits their schedule and not happening all at once. Because the rehire clinic in December, you know, by the time January rolls around, you maybe you've forgotten that stuff. Um, so I think this is going to be a great opportunity for, you know, kind of to reinvigorate that evening clinic session. And at the same time, we'll have voluntary clinics going on as well. So there'll kind of be this buzz about the ski school lesson meeting area at clinic time where there's. You know, people going out for paid clinics and people going out for certification clinics. And it'll just be, I think it'll be a good uh, good overall change this season. And something I really notice about Meadows, you have a staff of 350 snow sports instructors, yet there really seems to be a good feel of team there. How are you able to do that with so many people? Well, I... You know, again, it comes down to the leadership team for sure. Um, I think we all are in it because we love it. And that really shows in how we treat our fellow instructors and how we give it our all during lesson time as well with guests. So just kind of that, you know, it's not a top-down thing, but it's just, you know, you lead by example and you do a great job, and that's just kind of the vibe. And, you know, you can't force people to do a good job. Either they're going to or they're not. And, and leading by example, I think, is probably the best way to do that. I mean, everybody shovels, and 
everybody teaches first timers because man, you know what? Level threes need to teach first timers. If we're going to have people converted, we don't put our least experienced, least skilled instructors with our first timers. We put our most skilled, most qualified instructors with our first timers. So they can create a memorable experience, a crystallizing moment. So those guests come back two or three times, or maybe they upgrade to a season's pass. So that's kind of how, you know, that's how I see lineup running this year is I'm putting level threes on first timers every time, whether they like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, I'm a level three and first time adult is my favorite class to teach. And it's funny, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, how you remember that first instructor you have. I mean, what an opportunity we have. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love those first timers. I love taking them from not knowing anything and in two hours getting them up on the buttercup chairlift, making turns and their eyes are just like so wide and they're just so appreciative. Man, that is like one of the coolest things ever. You know what I love hearing coming from you? Someone who is so experienced, uh, has so much background in this sport, you still sound like you absolutely love what you're doing. Yeah, I do. And I I hope that being in a management position, I still get to teach sometimes because I don't want to lose touch with, you know, that daily experience of, you know, taking people out and, and um, showing them what an awesome sport this is. Well, Tyler, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this evening. Uh, Next time, uh, hoping to have you on in about two more weeks. Uh, What are we going to talk about? Well, it's getting to be that time of the year when we're going to be hiring uh, 100 or so brand new instructors again. And uh, we're going to talk about best practices for training new instructors and the benefits of becoming a PSIA AASI certified instructor. All right. Well, I uh, really look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks very much, Tyler Barnes. It was my pleasure, George. You've been listening to Snowbound, the PSIA Northwest podcast. Guest Tyler Barnes from the Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.